Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Okay, before I preach the homily, I meant to say this at the beginning of Mass. Two things. First, today is the feast day of St. John Chrysostom. Say Chrysostom. His name means golden-mouthed. Come on now, that's pretty good. St. John Chrysostom. Uh, and the second thing I meant to say at the beginning of Mass is, is um, I know, that's pretty good, right? These knees are still working. Um, if you're a gentleman, if you're a gentleman, you're wearing a hat still, make sure you take your hat off. Gentlemen, no hats during Mass. Thank you. Okay, again, my name is Father Pat Schultz. On the count of three, say your name. One, two, three. It's good to meet you. Very good to meet you. So uh, I'm a priest from Cleveland, um, uh, from the sacred, from Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish. Sacred Heart of Jesus, where are you? Can I hear you? There you go. Sacred Heart. Those are my dogs. Okay, so Sacred Heart of Jesus, that's where I'm a priest at. And uh, but I'm happy. To, I'm so excited to be with all of you this weekend for this Faith in Science uh, retreat. This is a really awesome retreat. And I want to get into the the first reading that we have uh, for Mass today on the Feast of John Chrysostom. I want to talk about this first reading that Paul, it's in his letter to the Colossians. So you have to think back, you know, 2,000 years ago, St. Paul, he's running around the Roman Empire and he's establishing these little communities of Christians. There wasn't Christians before St. Paul was doing this. So he's establishing these little communities and he's writing letters back to these communities. And that community in this little town called Colossae, where we get Colossians from. If you're from Colossae, you are a Colossian, right? So he's writing to the Colossians in Colossae. It was probably a group that was like not anywhere near the size of everyone in this room today. It was a small community. He's writing this letter, and he says to them something interesting, and I think it's particularly interesting for us at the start of this retreat. He says to them, he says, Brothers and sisters, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above. Say above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. Think of what is above, not is what, not, think, think of what is above, not of what is on earth. That struck me as awfully interesting as you begin your faith in science retreat because you seem to be spending a lot of time looking at the earth (laughs) so far today. Did you spend any time today on earth looking at earthy things? Yes or yes? Yes or yes? Yeah, you did. Like we had you out in the woods looking at things. We had you on hikes. You're looking at things over the course of the next few days. You're going to be doing all sorts of things looking at the earth. Okay, so are we like disobeying Paul? Are we doing things wrong? Are we like, like screwing this up? No, 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 no. There's a lot of things in the scriptures, especially in the writings of St. Paul, that are kind of hard to understand. In fact, it's in a letter that Peter writes. Peter, who was the first pope, Peter who, who writes, talking about the letters of St. Paul, says Paul's letters are hard to understand. That's in the scriptures. Peter himself says Paul's stuff is hard to understand. There's a lot of stuff in the scriptures, especially St. Paul, especially in the gospel, sometimes things that Jesus says, that's hard to understand at first. Or maybe it seems like they're saying this at first, but what they're actually saying is something else. This is a perfect example. So as Christians, are we just simply supposed to like, like forget creation, forget earth, forget like the material world, and all we're supposed to be doing is thinking about like, 
I don't know, clouds and angels and being disembodied spirits, just like, don't even think about this world. Do you think that's what we're supposed to be doing? Shake your head like this. Shake your head harder. Give yourself a headache. Just kidding, don't do that. No, stop, stop. That's not what we're supposed to do. That's not what we're supposed to do. Christianity is the religion that loves creation. Repeat it with me. Christianity is the religion that loves creation. Why? Because we have a God who is a creator. We have a God who looked at everything that he made. In the beginning of the story in Genesis 1 and 2, he looked at everything he made after he made it and says it's good. The sky is good. The land is good. The sea is good. The fish are good. The plants are good. The bugs are good. The Giraffes are good. Grape jelly is good. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Everything he makes is good. He looks at what he made and he says it's good. From the farthest star in the furthest part of the universe to the smallest bug, he looks at it and says it's good. Earlier today, I, I dropped my stuff off in the retreat center and I went to the bathroom and I finished going to the bathroom. And before I left the bathroom, I noticed that on the window shade of the bathroom, there was this tiny tiny little bug, this tiny little bug. And it just, like, there was no other bugs around it. And I'm thinking, hey, bug, where's your bug friends? Like, just, you don't usually see one bug by him bug self, you know? Like, there's usually other bugs by the other bug. And I was looking at this bug, and I was just suddenly drawn into thinking about this bug. And I'm like, before I was thinking about the bug, do you know who was thinking about the bug? God was thinking about that bug. You know what would happen if God stopped thinking about that bug? That bug would cease to exist. Do you know what would happen if God stopped thinking about you for one second? You would cease to exist. Do you know what would happen if God stopped thinking about a single blade of grass for one second? It would cease to exist. That God has his mind looking at and holding every atom of creation from moment to moment. He's done it from the beginning and, he's, and he does it every second of every day. He looks at it and says, it's good. It is good that you are here, little bug. It's good that you are here. We have a God who in Jesus Christ, right? Jesus who is the incarnate son of God. Jesus who is God made flesh. Jesus says in John's gospel, John 3.16, he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. We have a God who in Jesus says, I love this world. I love this world. I love this world. Like as Catholics, the Catholic Church from the beginning has been the church that has loved creation. Has loved creation. Like we are the church that invented the scientific method Right? It was Catholicism, Catholic priests and nuns who were the first astronomers and scientists. They were the first ones to use their mind and to look up into the, at, into the heavens, at the stars, and begin to figure out what's going on up there. Like the person who, who came up with the theory of the Big Bang, the origin of the universe, was a Catholic priest. The father of modern genetics, father, Brother Gregor Mendel, he was a Catholic monk. Like Catholicism is at the heart of science. The Catholic Church loves creation. Say it again. The Catholic Church, with me, loves creation. The Catholic Church loves creation. And if you are a child of God, that means you are made in the image and likeness of God, which means that 
Like, it is good for me to also love the things that God has made. So that, like, this whole retreat, we as a church, we love both faith and reason. We use our minds to understand creation because we have a God who made it all. And the more that we get to understand, the more we understand, like, it's a reflection of who he is. It's a reflection of who he is. Like Michelangelo was the artist who made the Sistine Chapel. He painted the Sistine Chapel ceiling. By studying the Sistine Chapel ceiling, you come to know the mind and heart of Michelangelo. By looking at the creation, you come to understand the creator. You look at the creation to understand the creator. We love stuff in Catholicism. You know where we see this most, like, powerfully? We see it right here in Mass. Like, Mass, the way we celebrate Mass, it, it engages our bodies. It engages our senses. We take all this stuff of creation, and we elevate it. We give it back to God, the Creator, right? Like, I mean, just think about this. Like, hand, hand me the, your guitar over there. Bring your guitar down here. I'm not going to sing your song. I just want, what is your name? Joseph, come down here, Joseph. All right, Joseph, what is your guitar made out of? Wood. And where does wood come from? Trees. Trees. Give it up for trees. So, and, wh and what, what do you need to have your guitar make sound? What are these things? Strings. Strings. And what are the strings made out of? Uh, like tin. And where does tin come from? Metal. And where does metal come from? Rock. Rock. Give it up for rocks. So we, we took, human beings, we took, we took wood that comes from trees, we took tin that comes from metal that comes from rocks, we took this stuff of creation, say creation. creation. We took this stuff of creation and using our minds and our reason, say reason. We use our minds and our reason, and we formed and fashioned this thing that God had made, and we become kind of like God, like a, like a co-creator, and we make this thing called, what is this thing called? Guitar. A guitar. <laughs> and this guitar now is able to be elevated and used in worship. Right? So, like, the song that comes out of this guitar, it's like it was always in the trees. The song was always in the metal. But God was waiting for humanity to elevate it and give it back to him. Give us a chord. Give us a chord. Give us something beautiful. Say thank you, trees, for being so beautiful, right? All right, you can go back. That was awesome. Okay. All right, last example, last example. At the heart of the Mass, at the heart of the Mass, is the Eucharist, is the Eucharist. So bread and wine are put on the altar. Bread comes from what? What do we make bread out of? Wheat, right? Wheat. Wheat, plant, gets broken down, crushed, turned into flour, becomes bread. Wine comes from? Grapes. We take grapes, crush it down, ferment it, turn it into wine. We take this stuff that God has made, it comes into our human hands, and then we give it back to God the Creator. Do you see how this works? That everything we experience in the Mass, from the candles made out of wax, where does wax come from? Bees. Those are beeswax candles, right? 
Bees aren't making candles. Bees make wax. Who makes candles? Human beings. Human beings. All right, we're going to land the plane. John Chrysostom on his feast day is reminding us, right? He's reminding us that creation is good. The readings today are reminding us, St. Paul's reminding us, creation is good. And the Catholic Church, it's the religion that loves creation. It's the religion of faith and reason. Faith and reason together. And nowhere do we feel that more powerfully than in the Mass. Amen? Amen.